Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Red Hot Comic Book Movie News. Shooting up your butthole. The Weekly Planet. The Weekly Planet. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Weekly Planet, official podcast of comicbookmovie.com, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows, and sometimes we just pause in the intro and take a drink of water. Ooh, let's do that now. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're first time listening, that's about the standard. <laughs> if anything, we've raised the bar. <laughs> um, uh, my name's James, also known as Mr. Sunday. With me as always, my co-host, Nick Mason. I'm wearing a blanket. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, into it. Uh, did you hear the rumor? Now, this is just a rumor that Star there will be three uh, Netflix Star Wars series that are live action. What? Yeah. Three. Three. Netflix. Well, well they all- Star Wars. Yes, all those things. Huh. <laughs> so, uh, well, they, you know how they're doing- I don't know if you heard this. I think they announced it earlier this week. Uh, Daredevil- Oh, sorry. The Marvel Netflix stuff is happening one every six months. Yep. That's mm-hmm. the rough timeline. Uh-huh, sure. So, we're going to get Jessica Jones in October, uh-huh. and then we'll get Daredevil again at the, you know, towards the- the first half of next year, and then I think Luke Cage is next, and and whatever. Uh-huh. So yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I'll watch a Star Wars series. Me too. Yeah. I if I I mean they'd be stupid not to do that, yeah. right? The only thing is there would be a lot of cost associated with doing that kind of yes. thing. Yes. That being said, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. I I would think though, even if I mean ratings don't matter so much. No. And also, it's TV, so I think people would. Be okay with say them reusing all the CG from like Phantom the prequels, Menace. yeah, <laughs> specifically all the Phantom Menace models. Yeah, but like you know, that's all there. Your Dexter They're, Jetsters, yeah, your Dexter Jetsters. <laughs> you what, everybody, what, 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 the junk dealer? <laughs> everybody in that weird nineteen fifties diner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but like they've you know they've built. There's, there's a CGI Millennium Falcon. There's a CGI you know yeah, X wings and all that sort of stuff. Like yeah, the, the templates are all there. Exactly. Just chuck them in, mate. Chuck them in. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, also people have said, well, look, they've obviously built a lot of sets for the new movies, uh-huh. and because you got your 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 Rogue One and whatever else is coming, so a lot of that could be re- reused. Yeah. A lot of that stuff though, they do put up and then tear down and. Like, yeah. would it be difficult if they filmed it in England like they have for the majority of the new Star Wars and, mm. and whatever? But do you remember there was talk 
in from 2005 that they were going to do a, a live action Star Wars TV series when George Lucas still had the rights and him and Rick McCullen were talking about it. No, you, I don't remember that at you all. You know Rick McCullen, right? He's the guy, he's the Star Wars producer. He he did a lot of work on the on the re-releases and all the prequels. Everybody hates him. They call him, okay. they call him the biggest yes man in Hollywood and whatever. Well, that makes a lot of sense yeah. now. Okay, <laughs> sure. Like he, his, his famous quote was, from the Star Wars prequels, every shot is so dense, there's so much happening. And, yeah, you know, that's... Oh, yeah, that's exactly what we didn't want. Yeah. yeah. We thought we wanted it, yeah. but ultimately we did not. Exactly. Anyway, he, he, was, he spoke about that for years, and the idea was they kept waiting for production costs to go down. Like, mm-hmm. he used the example of, like, the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, where, yep. like, so you could get it down to that kind of budget and, and do the series. But, like, Daredevil... It's clear. It's clear that the budget is a lot lower uh-huh. than, say, uh, I mean, the budget was still huge on Daredevil, but yep. you don't have your big CGI whatever. It's very no, grounded, exactly, yeah. and I think that's the kind of thing that you you'd get from this. Mm. Just like your kind of, you know, your little your space street urchins, yeah, exactly, just hustling. Your yeah. little hand solos, little hand solo. <laughs> I don't want that. Playing like a like a little shell game on the streets. <laughs> exactly, little three card Monty. They actually wrote fifty scripts for that though. That that old one I was talking about, huh. yeah, with like which George Lucas had a hand in, but that can't be good. Like none of that. Fifty scripts for fifty one hour episodes. Where are they? I don't know. In a bin somewhere, I'd imagine. One would assume in a bin. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that. So no, I'm very excited. I hadn't for thought this. about that because you know how now the expanded universe is called the Star Wars Legends series, correct? And it's no longer canon and yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it's legend. So it's like oh maybe this happened, you yeah, know, kind of thing. But surely a lot of that is like. No, this definitely did. You know, well, if, if if Luke Skywalker's off doing something, yeah. surely people would know about it. They wouldn't be like, hey, yeah, but legend says. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But I think they just had to blanket kind of wipe everything. Yeah. Because otherwise it would have been really difficult. I think to- they should have called it Star Wars. Suck it, nerds. <laughs> Nah. People are really upset, the, the, in particular, that the old Republic was wiped. Yes. Um, but there's still there's been hints that a lot of that stuff still happened. But again, I think I said this when this happened. When you start picking and choosing, oh, this book's canon, this one isn't, this video, video game's canon, this one's not, uh-huh. like it gets really complicated. Oh, yeah. So I can understand why they, why they wiped yeah, all yeah. that. Because when they started that, they were under the impression that they weren't going to be any Star Wars sequel movies, that that was going to be Star Wars. Forever. Right, right, right. They didn't think we'd get... 50 scripts that were binned and then potentially three different shows. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I can't believe they were binned. Somebody would have them. Oh, they must have been shredded. Yeah, I'm sure everything... everything... It's like Prince's vault, <laughs> yeah. but it's Lucas's vault. <laughs> everything, uh, yeah, the hell of the duck puppet is in there and <laughs> yep. suit, whatever that was. No, everything was handed over. Right. So, like, and, so Lucas had a script treatment also for episodes... Seven, eight, and nine. Right. We've talked about this before. Yeah, and he his original plan was I'll make episode seven and then I'll sell it to Disney, right? And then they can do eight and nine. And mm. Disney were like, we'd rather just handle it uh-huh. ourselves, sure. If it's all the same, we want this to continue. Yeah, we want this franchise to continue. If you so, don't mind. So he gave Abrams, and they they spoke about what he would have done. Right. And apparently his version, again, this is all rumor. His version was featured a lot of um younger, a younger cast. Than what they what they are, little hand solo. Yeah, I think that would have been like more fourteen, fifteen kind of, uh-huh. but they're more kind of Luke's age. It looks like maybe between nineteen and twenty five. Yeah, uh-huh. Kind of, that's the way it looks. But mm. Star Wars is exciting, isn't it? I really want to see Netflix. That that's bloody. That's, uh, I mean, sure, I'm excited about that. Yeah, you could do your bloody Obi Wan series on Netflix. You could just do Tatooine. It's just a desert. You don't it need is, a yeah. bunch of stuff, do you? That's just, right. You just just film it at the bloody beach. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just face the camera away from the water. Yep. You're done, mate. That's mm. it. 
Yeah. Uh, so Mission Impossible has been a successful movie. Ooh. Uh, we're not jumping into that movie, which we will talk about, the newest one. Mm-hmm. But there, Tom Cruise mentioned, or someone mentioned, I don't know, mm-hmm. that... You know who... It, see, see how you can tell who mentioned it? Yeah. Just say the quote. And then just go, <laughs> and if it's if if that if that sounds right, it was Tom Cruise. It was Tom Cruise. Yeah, no, uh, I think it was too. Tom Cruise actually said that Mission Impossible Six will start filming next year. Mm. Which, if that's the case, that'll be the shortest turnaround for a Mission Impossible movie. Mm. I think before that, the previously previous shortest turnaround was between four and five, which is only four years. Yeah, which is still quite a long time for a sequel. Mm. Uh, but all the other ones, like actually, five, first one, second one was four years. And then it was six between two and three, and it does not doesn't matter. And then <laughs> that it was, was all four very be- important. And then it was five between six and between three and four. It's and like- oddly, Mission Impossible Seven was between two and three. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, right? It's weird. Nobody mentions that one. <laughs> so yeah, uh, and also he has an Tom Cruise also has an idea for a um, Edge of Tomorrow sequel or Live Die Repeat or whatever they ended up because they renamed that on when it went to DVD or Blu-ray. Did or they whatever. really? Yeah, it's Live Die Repeat again. I think it's it's one of it's it's. I think it's Live, Die, Repeat. It's not Edge of Tomorrow, huh. which isn't a great title, is no. it? No. Yeah. So he basically, Tom Cruise said he's got a great idea. He rang the director and he's like, I've got a great idea. Oh, yep. And then he said, what a... <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk. I'm in, a, I'm in another meeting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he, he's, he's got a great idea. I hope it's and called Live, Die, Repeat, Rinse, Repeat. <laughs> Yeah, that would be pretty good. Mm. And he wants to do it. And he also said, we've got to get Emily Blunt back on board. And she was like, give me a year to kind of... Oh, sure. Did she have a kid? I can't remember. She did months and months of training for that. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she didn't have a kid. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, what do you think? Edge Maybe t- push-ups are her kid. Oh, did you think about that? I didn't think Maybe about that. Maybe stomach crunches are her kid. <laughs> yeah. Maybe burpees are her kid. Sure, absolutely. Or maybe she had a kid, I don't know. Yeah, any of those things yeah. could be her kid. It's none of our business, quite frankly. No. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow sequel, though. Yeah. I mean, you're happy with Mission Impossible sequel, I'd imagine? Or do you want to talk about that? When we'll we talk about it. In, yeah. Right. Yeah. Edge, Edge of Tomorrow, though. Yeah. You okay with that? Yes. I feel like... Ooh, yeah, it's interesting. It's a... I feel like they kind of went, you know what? Not enough people saw this. Let's make another one. <laughs> that is more or less exactly <laughs> yeah. the same. Yeah, because that's what I feel that is a standalone. Yep. Like that, the storyline absolutely finishes. Wraps up. And if you start it again, it's, it's, a, it's the Highlander movie. If you're back on the edge of tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is. Mm. So but I can't imagine what, what's a story idea where, because basically the premise of that movie, if you haven't seen it, which a lot of people now have since it's mm. been released on home video. And a lot of people haven't. And a lot of people haven't. Don't exclude them. Yeah, sorry. That uh, Tom Cruise gets kind of a magic alien power, which means he can relive the same day again and again. Mm, right. Which means you could change all sorts of things and be really awesome at stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But every time you die, you wake up again. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets really good at piano. Yep. And <laughs> punches Stephen Tobolowsky in the face. Oh, so many times. Can't save that homeless guy, though, can no, he? No, he can't. Some yeah. things are just, just fade, isn't it? And he bloody gets it on with Andy McDowell. There the we end. go. <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't remember her name, but it's Andy yes, McDowell. it is. Yeah, she looks great. You seen her recently? No. She bloody, she bloody looks after herself. She's doing her burpees. Burpees are her children. Uh-huh. And maybe she has real children. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Almost certainly. Great. Yeah, no, but it, it does feel like it's... I, You know, I if they're going to do a sequel, I would assume that basically aliens would show up yep. and maybe they'd erase the entire... Oh, okay. The entire first But only Tom maybe. Cruise remembers. Yes. Because he's on the edge of tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. And again. Okay, <laughs> great. Did you hear the uh, the news? Otherwise, Edge of Tomorrow goes tropical. <laughs> yes. And I go to Hawaii. Yeah. 
Chris Chris Pine has been cast as Steve Trevor in the Wonder Woman movie. Uh, For those people who don't know, Steve Trevor is Wonder Woman's love interest. He's a fighter pilot. Yes. And he's just a regular dude. He's got no special powers, but he's a pretty integral character in the DC universe, in particular to Wonder Woman stories. Mm. Uh, You've nailed it. Thank you. Uh, Chris Pine. There was rumors of Chris Pine being Steve Trevor, and then it was Trevor, and then it was like, oh, maybe he's Hal Jordan, and this ended up happening. Sure. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Let's give Green Lantern a rest for a little while. Well, that's a little not while happening. longer. We're getting yeah. Green Lantern calls. Remember? Oh, We're yeah, going, we to, yeah. yeah. But there was also a rumor, and I don't know whether this is possibly or probably incorrect, that Steve Trevor will be a Green Lantern as well. Mm, don't like that. No, I don't like it. Is that because you love the character of Steve Trevor? Or do you think it changes the dynamic between him and Wonder Woman? Yes, it does. Yeah. That one. I have no particular... I'm indifferent to Steve Trevor, I think, generally. But sure. But don't, don't make everybody a superhero. Sure. Come on. Yeah. And you know what? You know what's good about Chris Pine in Star Trek? He's, he's just a guy. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, one of the best parts of that first movie is where he's like fighting Romulans and they're much stronger than him. And he has to use his kind of cunningness and his wit and mm. his handsome face. Sure. And and he's Spock because he has a Spock with him. Yeah, he's got to throw a Spock at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, he uses his incredible tact and wit and and tactical knowledge, and he's like, "Hey, Spock, you're really strong. You should use that. <laughs> Just hit him, hit him real good. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So you okay with that? Yeah. Great. Um, Ivan Reitman has dismissed uh, the talk, mostly Dan Aykroyd saying this. That there's got to be another Ghostbusters spin-off with all a male cast. Oh, yeah. Do you remember when Dan Aykroyd came out and he was like, there's got to be movies and comic books and TV shows. We're making this the Marvel Universe for Ghostbusters. Oh, he did that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just get one in the one in the can. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just see how that goes. Get one that works. Yeah. Or even is okay. Sure. And then work, work on that. Mm. But I thought also, I don't doubt that they will probably do something like that down the line. But I think with this... Um, Ghostbusters reboot coming out with the all female cast. Uh-huh. They don't want that overshadowed no. by saying like, "Listen, don't worry about that one. Uh-huh. Just you can give that one a miss because there's a real one coming." Down. Sure, yeah. So I'd imagine that's probably some of the reason behind him saying that as well. Uh-huh. I don't know. What are your thoughts on any of that thing? Yeah, let's just get let's just get one good one back in the bag. <laughs> yeah, again, or this, just one. <laughs> yeah, this is a franchise that finished twenty yep. odd years ago. Yep. So let's just see if. It still works as a concept. Yes. And then before we make more lunchboxes. That's it, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Channing Tatum. Oh, uh, I was just about to mention that. Oh, what, you is, he go ba- for is he in or is he out? Well, he's back in. Okay, apparently. but he was out early in the week. Yes. I thought that was going to be our news. Out of what? Go Gambit. Yeah, Gambit. Gambit. Yeah. yeah. Remy Le Pew? Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I was getting that confused. Beignet croissant. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, yeah, what, so what? So the rumor was that he was potentially going to leave the Gambit. Yes, but they were still um, going to make a Gambit. They yeah. were just going to get, I don't know, literally anyone else who can do yeah. a French accent. Exactly. <laughs> Which I assume that he can't, I'm guessing. Yeah. Do you think he needs to do it? Yeah, it's tough because, I don't know, is that a, I, I strongly feel... Because he has to commit to that. If he, he does has, it, he has to do it for every movie. He has to do it for every movie. He has to do it for every scene. Yeah. He has to look. Funny voices in in superhero movies don't fly with this guy. This guy being it's, me. Yes, good. I knew, I knew who you meant. Right, specifically the Nolan Batman movies. Right. Yeah. If it's got a silly voice, I cannot take the character seriously. I'm not saying the New Orleans accent is silly. I'm saying <laughs> somebody that, doing that accent. And if it's not yeah. theirs, like yeah. he's going to have to nail that. Yeah, yeah. I think cool. I don't know. Maybe just make it really subtle. Yeah, sure. Where is he from? 
Perth? I don't know. Yeah, he's from Perth. So just use your normal Perth accent, Channing, yeah. Yeah. and just put a little touch of it in there. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Um, but he's back in. He's back in. So the idea was, or the rumor was that he was leaving because there was a whole lot of the back-end compensation that he would have got from the movies, uh-huh. and there was uncertainty concerning the multi-picture deal that was going to make. Because they're also talking he's going to be like the the staple of the franchise in the way Hugh Jackman is now. Because Hugh Jackman's out. Yep. So you kind of need somebody, I guess, you want to put in every movie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So I think they they feel like they need that. But I don't necessarily think you do need... I don't think you should hang it on one person. I think that's a mistake. Mm. I think Marvel, they initially did that with Robert Downey Jr. But now all those... A lot of different characters. There's four or five which you could... You could easily plug into whatever movie and, sure, and yeah. that would work. Mm. And I think that's the way you should do it. Yeah. But Channing Tatum is from Alabama. Perth, Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Nice yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you happy he's on? Yeah. Great. I'm yeah. a fan of Channing Tatum. Me too. I'm a fan of the Tate. Yeah. Um, yes. Good. Tatum, Channing Tatum. I couldn't think of a nickname. <laughs> uh, Mr. Potato Head. Yes. Because he does have a big potato head. There he we does. go. He does, doesn't he? Mm. Did you ever see Foxcatcher? He's a little bit. Uh, no. Is that good? I don't know. I've heard. I've heard mixed. I've also heard mixed things. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I heard he's good. Yes. But the movie's not necessarily great. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Mm. Mm. Couldn't even catch that fox. Apparently, that's how it ends. What an idiot! <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? Uh, that's all I got. You you started to say something that I cut no, you off. I don't know. He just say he he's quite bulky. Yeah. Maybe that's a I don't know. Slim him down. Well, yeah. Gambit seems a little. You know, he's he's very he's quite wiry. Does Gambit know? need Hugh Jackman's physique? No. Because he's kind of wiry. He's not wiry. No, I mean, he, that, you're right. He's, Hugh Jackman's more tall and long uh-huh. than Wolverine traditionally should yes. be. Uh-huh. I'm not saying, I, I, he's still great. I, I think he's really good in it. But I don't even know. <laughs> what are we doing? Who knows? Uh, the Red Pool, uh, Red Pool, sorry. Red Pool. The Red Band Deadpool trailer. The Red Pool. The you Red right Pool, the first yeah. Time. Back yourself. That's going to be out this Tuesday. Oh. Uh, yeah. The, the, okay. Uh, and the then, teaser or the trailer? The trailer, Ooh. and then on with the Fantastic Four. That'll be a good two minutes forty seconds. Yeah, bloody oath. Yeah. Well, it's seventeen seconds longer than the Green Band trailer, which will arrive with the Fantastic Four next week. Oh. If you forgot, the Fantastic Four is out this week. Huh. So we'll talk about that next week. Great. <laughs> I got a question about it later, but I'll uh-huh. get to it because yep. there's some some shit went down with that this week. But we'll get to it. When you say that, do you mean that we attempted to get tickets to the premiere and? Too many, for some reason, too many people. We did, yeah. That too happened. many people had already had well, tickets. Who knew that would happen? Yeah. yeah. God damn it. Anyway, so the Deadpool trailer. I never thought I'd go to a movie theater and say, hello, I'd like to purchase one ticket <laughs> to a Fantastic Four movie. Never thought I'd say that again. But it's going to have to happen, isn't it? It's bloody 2005 all over I suppose over I could again. buy tickets to something else and then sneak into Fantastic Four. Yeah. But then seats are assigned. Seats are assigned now, yeah. yeah. Can't do it. God, I hate that. Yeah. Anyway, that's great. You happy with that? I'm excited to see it. I guess I'll suffer. But no, 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 sorry. Deadpool yeah. trailer. No, but I mean, are we going to get it though in Australia? Are we going to get it? Oh, that's probably not actually. Yeah, I mean, so it'll, it'll still be released online. I oh, good. So we don't have to watch it. I only want to. Yeah. <laughs> I have to watch it for next week. Oh, God. I, I do. No way out of this, is there? <laughs> I only really want to. I'd be happy if I only saw the red band one. I'd be like, yeah, that'll do me. Yeah. Like, absolutely. obviously, I'm not going to close my eyes if the green band <laughs> one comes on. Uh-huh. No, that looks pretty sweet. I hope, mm. it, I hope it does well. Uh, last thing before we get into the thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Stephen Amell says Arrow could go 14 seasons and he'll never grow a goatee. 
<laughs> so we'll never get... That's commitment. You okay with that? You know what? At least his take's going to stand. Because Ben McKenzie on Gotham is like, oh, like people have just been hammering him on Twitter. Do you mean they, us, yeah, us specifically? Us specifically and our listeners with hashtag McKenzie mustache. Uh, and look, he's be like, oh, mate, one day maybe he's a bit of mustache. Right, yeah. but Stephen Amell, foot down. I like it. Yeah. And I don't think he needs it necessarily. I don't think it's a defining characteristic. I think he'd look weird with he it. He also has a little hat. He doesn't wear that either. Doesn't wear the little jaunty hat. <laughs> yeah, Precisely, so, yeah. So, you know, that's mm, fine. Yeah. But but Gordon, Gordon's look is trench coat moustache. Yeah. Two things. That's all he's got. He's <laughs> yeah. got glasses. Glasses. Sorry. He doesn't have them either, does he? No. I bet there's a scene in Gotham. If it goes for longer than two seasons, where he goes, oh, I've had, oh, you wear glasses, yeah, I had to get them for reading, and then that's how they kind of, yeah. So he doesn't wear them all the time, right, right. right. He slowly they put them on just for like some behind the scenes photos that they they make. He's got the glasses on. (laughs) Let's watch because he's got the glasses like the Gordon we know with the comics, and then we're like, oh, we've been let down again. (laughs) Wearing the glasses. Yeah, that's it. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right. We saw Mission Impossible Rogue Nation this week, didn't we? Yeah, we did. At cinemas. Yep. Uh, presented by Dolby Atmos. Oh, God. <laughs> so, we went... Side note. Yeah. It, we're nothing but a series of digressions here. Correct. Side note, we went there, um, and instead of, like, just a blank screen before mm. the movie started, oh, we God. got we got Mission Impossible uh, Rogue Nation brought to you by Dolby Atmos. 
and then just the Mission Impossible theme playing, mm-hmm. which goes for like 48 I seconds. I timed it. 48 seconds. 48 seconds. 20 minutes worth in That's a row. That's generous. I reckon it was at least 30. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, we all went insane. And what I realized from that is that when you're watching a Mission Impossible movie and the Mission Impossible theme kicks in in that movie, yeah. it's much less impressive and atmospheric <laughs> if you've just heard the theme for 30 minutes in a row. <laughs> that is absolutely right. That is correct. I actually went, ugh. Yeah. Still going. And as I said, when we were in the theatre, they should have put every fourth one, they should have put the bloody Lip Biscuit version. Take a look around. <laughs> exactly. Theme from MIT. Break it up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what did you think of the Stolby Atmos surround sound that they pushed on us? I found it irritating. Why is that? There's a scene actually where somebody in the movie yeah. gets a phone call from off screen yeah. and it appears behind us. Oh, because then if... you're like some idiot's phone's gone off. Yeah, some idiot's off. phone's gone off. <laughs> it doesn't keep you... The movie's in front of us. That's where the... <laughs> Yeah, God. that's where it's happening, right? That's where it's happening, exactly. The only time I guess it really would work, and I think they do this in cinemas anyway, is where like a car like zooms past. Yeah. And then, because you're like, I'm not like, oh, somebody it has got his bloody car in here. Like, <laughs> God, switch your car off, mate. <laughs> yeah, but they did. The, I missed the start. I Actually, because, the, 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 spoiler alert, there's you a big... You were like, a- this, this Dolby Atmos demonstration will never end. I'll just go out yeah. and take well, a I've, phone call. I've heard of it, but I had to because I had to set up my internet. But it, I just kept going because I was reading the terms and conditions. And I'm like, I'm going to miss the big thing. Uh-huh. And I was really in a panic. But I just <laughs> made it. I just yeah. made it for the big thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, as we normally do when we talk about movies with Dolby Atmos, oh yeah, uh, we're going to do non-spoilers and then spoilers. Yes. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, we'll let you know very clearly and then jump back in at a later point in the podcast okay and should we talk about as we talk about all mission impossible movies yeah we should talk about what the plot is yes correct and who goes rogue who goes rogue and tom cruise's hair tom cruise's hair those are the three things okay great do you want to break down the plot ah uh, <laughs> hang on let me settle in okay so okay well don't be, tell you what we we don't need to spoil this isn't a spoiler because it's no. in the trailer in in the trailer we see uh, Tom Cruise, mm. they're, they're on a mission. It's a bit of a romp of a mission. We've got yeah. Simon Pegg. He's in the undergrowth, you know, under a camouflage tarp. Yeah. And, you know, things are happening. And then Tom Cruise, in order to stop the distribution of chemical weapons or whatever it is, sure. he jumps on the side of a plane as it's taking off. And he's yeah. 5,000 feet in the air. And it's an amazing stunt. That stunt is right at the start. and It has no bearing on the rest of the plot. Correct. Yeah. But it's, it's the best stunt also. It absolutely is. But you know what? I wouldn't say the movie suffers for putting it first. Uh-huh. I think they were like, let's just get this out of the way. Right. And I don't. I wasn't getting towards the end and was like, oh, screw the rest of this. I think it does. But Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they'll get to that then, yeah, won't Yeah, let's we? buddy get to that. So I thought one of the problems with, um, and a lot of people have said this, with the last one, is yep. that the tower thing happens in the middle of four where he yep. climbs a tower and then it's kind of like, and then he... He's just running through running sandstorms. Through sand and then he fights a car park or something. He does fight a car park. <laughs> and that, that's, that's a great movie. Like, I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. Uh-huh. But I found that this one was like, get that out of the way. And there, look, you're right. There wasn't a stunt that was equal to that. Uh-huh. But I thought the action was good enough where it wasn't the peak of the movie right. in terms of things. Yeah. So like, basically in this movie, mm. uh, they have a bit of a, a crazy romp. Yeah. You know, uh, then Alec Baldwin, who's the new CIA section chief or whatever yeah. it is, he's like... Your IMF team, it's you're crazy and you're just you're going rogue all the time. Yeah, I don't like that. And we don't like that. And your your methods are basically chance, which like, is true, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, when he was making these points, I was like, yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, we're gonna we're disbanding the IMF again. Yeah. Did we last time? Who knows? 
Don't go rogue. Don't go rogue. <laughs> but then, then he has to go. Well, rogue. he has to go rogue because basically, uh, if you recall, if everybody recalls the end of Mission Impossible Four, yeah, at the at the end of Mission Impossible Four, uh, Tom Cruise gets a mission to track down the syndicate yes. who are. Uh, the anti-IMF. Yeah, there's some sort of there's some sort of criminal team, and he's yeah. got to track them down. And it turns out that from in between four and five, he's been tracking down this syndicate. Yeah, but it, at some point, the IMF and the CIA have come to believe that the syndicate doesn't really exist, even yep. though they gave him the mission. Yep, yep. Absolutely. So now he's everybody thinks he's Tom Cruise is chasing these ghosts that aren't real. Like real life. Like in real life that he's chasing <laughs> Thetans. They call them Thetans. Sorry. Bit, bit of respect, mate. Uh, and so he's he's doing that and they're like, no, we're going to disband the IMF because it's not doing anything. Yeah. Tom Cruise could very well be making all this up. Yeah. You know, they're saying, uh, you know, Alec Baldwin says they're, you know, the IMF are both the arsonists and the firefighters. Yes. They're creating these problems and then fixing them maybe. Who knows? It's pretty true though. Yeah, in many ways. <laughs> it's almost always rogue agents from yeah. there. But anyway, so... If it's not John Voight, it's bloody Billy Crudup, isn't it? Yes, absolutely it is. <laughs> yeah. So so basically, but then it turns out almost immediately yeah. that uh, the syndicate is real, yeah. as we see from the trailer. And Do you think they should have held on to that fact a little longer? Yeah, like mm. the whole time. Okay. Yeah. So he was just chasing ghosts. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, fair enough. But then he, yeah. So the the syndicate is real. Yeah. And they got it out for Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, no, Tom Cruise. It's just Tom Cruise. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Anyway, he's got to he's got to reorganize. He's got to get a ragtag team together. Yeah. To defeat the syndicate. Absolutely. Mm. Um, I agree with all those things you said. I yep. agree with your synopsis. They are, they are simple facts. Yes, they are. Uh, but why don't we talk about cast before we get to hair? Okay, sure. Um, Tom Cruise. He's back. What do you think? How do you mean? What do you think of him in this one? Ah, uh, look, I enjoy his work. Yeah, but he's bloody committed. They've—I don't know. I think there was a little touch of two in this, in that he seemed a little bit invulnerable. He's the great. Well, there's even a line where he's like, "He's a force of nature." And he's he can't destiny. Be he's destiny, and he's yeah. all is there. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But that's—I laughed because I was like, "That's everybody laughs." Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think it was intended for people to laugh. Oh, was that not a joke? I didn't think it was a joke. I thought that was a joke. Because that's Alec, a good joke. Here's the thing, though. Yeah, Alec Baldwin, because he—it's it was the mistake to get Alec Baldwin to say it. Yeah, because you're right. he had ten seasons on Thirty Rock. He's the Rock funniest whatever. straight man. Yes, exactly. In the world. So everybody assumes that when he gets deadly serious and he says something deadly serious, it's a joke. But I don't think that line was intended as a joke in the oh. movie. I think that was a. I like that a lot. I think people. I that was really yeah, funny. No, I don't. Yeah, everybody did, but I don't think it was supposed to be sold like that. You know what? You know, actually, I'm going to bring up a thing later. Okay. I was going to say, which I thought was also a joke, but no, okay. it wasn't a joke. But it felt like a joke. We'll see. Um, okay, so yeah, the cast. Tom Cruise. So your problem with his, he's too invulnerable. Maybe. So I feel I, at this point, I'm like, he's like Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious, or The Rock in anything he's in. Right. He okay. is what he is in this. Oh, okay. And I'm sure. okay with that. I like that. Right. Like, I mean, he gets into some scrapes. Boy, does he! But. At the same time, he almost immediately recovers from yes. said scrapes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm just writing some stuff down for later because I always write stuff down. Then I'm like, oh yeah, I never write down enough. And then as we talk, I remember more things. Uh, what <laughs> Isn't about that? Just like life? what about his female counterpart, Rebecca Ferguson, as Ilsa Faust? Yeah, I thought she was really good. Yeah, great. Yeah, really bloody. I mean, it's a shame they just. All the female cast members are just interchangeable. Yeah, in the I Mission hope... Impossible movies. I wouldn't even say they're interchangeable. I would say well, they they're not interchangeable. They're, but I'd say they're all good, but, but they they don't, are, they don't come back. Yeah, they they just switched out, which yeah. is odd, right? So, but I, I mean, I, we lost Ving Rhames for a movie. No, he's in all of them. 
Yeah, but he wasn't he only briefly in He's the rule of thumb is he only he appears most in every second one. Right. So like okay. he's he's obviously in one a lot, he's barely yeah. in two, he's in three a lot, he's barely in four, he's in like at the end, and this he's in probably half, maybe? Yeah, okay. Like yeah. He's in it for, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, which yeah, I thought she was really great though. You know a lot of these movies and we've the the worst um the worst example of this is Halle Berry's jinx in Die Another Day. Where they're like, she's Bod's equivalent, whatever, right, but right, it right. just didn't work, it was terrible. Uh-huh. But this I thought you actually she was kind of Ethan Hunt's equivalent in a lot of ways. Right, right. Yeah. right. Did you feel that? Yes, I did, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it kind of it kind of peters off towards the end and whatever, because he's the best uh-huh. and, and whatever. But yeah. What about Ving Rames? I thought he had good Jeremy, him and Jeremy Renner worked. They had a little bit together. of good chemistry, yeah. 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 I don't know, because Surely Simon Pegg yeah. and Ving Rhames are now one of them superfluous, right? Yeah, but only one of them has hats. Oh, that's a good point, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Simon, hair, Simon Pegg's hair is getting thicker. <laughs> you you mentioned that. that. I mentioned it. Do you it. find that suspicious? <laughs> no, nah, it's fine, mate. It's Hollywood. Uh-huh. Bloody thickening up. That's yeah. fine. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I just thought that was apparent. So, yeah, yeah you're okay. So, yeah, that's fair enough that one of those guys wouldn't be needed. Yeah, because they both kind of hack and open doors and stuff. Precisely. But though Ving Graham's role in this was because Simon Pegg and um, Tom Cruise kind of go rogue together and uh-huh. Ving <laughs> Rames goes rogue with Jeremy Renner. Yep. So they both need a computer guy, I guess. Or yeah, a, totally. So okay, that, right. All right, we go. all need a hack computer guy. That's fine. But uh, what about Jeremy Renner? I thought it was good. Yeah, do you think they are grooming him to take over? That was the idea. Hunt? But do you think that's working? No. No, it's gone back to Ethan Hunt. Yeah, it's gone it? back yeah. to Ethan Hunt. Yeah, yeah. And that was the idea for four, where someone's going to step out of this. Or Tom Cruise will become unpopular or not want to do it. Uh-huh. And then we'll get Jeremy Renner, like they right, did right. with Bourne, which also didn't really work. Not at I all. I think he works well as a, a side character, uh-huh. just like he does in The Avengers and, and a bunch of other stuff. And I have no problem with him as an actor. Uh-huh. But I don't, he's not, for better or worse, he's not Tom Cruise. Correct. Yeah. Mm. Simon Pegg? I like Simon Pegg and everything. Me too. Yeah. Do you think he was underused? No, I think he was. He had a bigger part than a lot of the other ones. That's or, true. Or the other one he's in. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got more. You know, he he qualified as a field agent in four. Yeah. And now he's. Uh... Oh wait, is he in three as well? He is in three. Sorry, you're right. He's mm. been in three of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And now he's out there in the. Oh, oh yeah. Getting into it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Alec Baldwin. We talked about him. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with all that you said about his his comedic chops and whatever. Uh-huh. But he's good, right? As the head of the CIA, he's fun to watch. Yeah, he is. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. He's also going to be in a that Bradley Cooper Emma Stone movie. That's, that's out. That's done. It's out already. It's out and done. Is Apparently, it? it's the worst movie ever made. Oh, Aloha. That's disappointing. <laughs> Aloha. There we had, go. He has that incredibly funny line in that trailer, though. Yes. Yeah. But that's apparently that's that's oh, the best that's part of the movie. Yeah. Mm. Apparently there were no fun times, which is what he says is like that's, oh, that's reflective right. yeah, yeah. of that's, reflective of the oh movie. Oh boy, yeah. that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Villains. Oh yes. Did you see that them? Yeah, squinty, squinty man. He looked like bloody Voldemort. He yeah, was, had a weird kind of Voldemort voice, and he was kind of like Sean Harris. Is we, the yeah, that's him. Yeah. With snake face and <laughs> and whatever. I thought he was really great. Yeah. Look, here's the the thing about this is my. The type of movie that I really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, well, movie, TV series, whatever. One, I love a romp. Yep. I know that. Yep. But I also love it when the good guys meet their opposite number. Yeah. I love it when, you know. Spock meets Spock with a goatee. Evil Spock. Like the evil team, like yeah. the clones. I yep. like that. I like it when, uh, you know, a team meets 
the evil version. So I was bang up for this because I'm like, well, the syndicate of the anti-IMF. Yeah. But they didn't do as much anti-IMFing as I thought they oh, would. Oh, you thought they'd have more masks maybe? I thought there'd be masks. I thought but there'd be more gadgets. Yeah. I thought they were very much, it was more, they were more just a team of manipulators really. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and I that's didn't, fair. I wanted more gadgets. Fair enough. I wanted, to see, I wanted to see two teams of gadgeteers just <laughs> gadgeting each other and wearing masks of the opposite team. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, this, okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of though, yeah, there wasn't a hell of a lot of gadgets in this one. Was no. there? Yeah. Mm. So more gadgets. More gadgets. And we'll talk about masks later because that's okay, kind great. of a spoiler, I guess, okay, sure, for, yeah. for that. Yeah, but I thought he was... I mean, I always find the kind of like, I just want to destroy the world for whatever to bring uh-huh. chaos. So I'm like, wait, what are you doing? Stop it. Right. Uh-huh. Like, that no one would really do that. Yeah. Like, probably. Uh-huh. Like, that. that is all kind of like standard stuff. But I thought him himself was, he was very kind of menacing and creepy. And That, at and the same weird. time, I feel he was very menacing and creepy. Yeah. But he also had some of the, he also had some of the mannerisms of like a cartoon villain. <laughs> or like an action movie from that. And uh not a spoiler, I feel, but, yeah. you know, uh, Ethan Hunt maybe foils a plan or something like yeah. that, and Sean Harris, in his anger, shoots one of his henchmen for no reason. Oh, yeah, he does do you that. You know what I mean? In the balls? No, he kills him. I thought it looked like it was in the balls. Well, no, did he? No, I'm imagining that. <laughs> I think you're imagining it. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not... Like, if you want this, if you want a kind of a semi-realistic yeah. espionage kind of world, yeah. nobody's shooting their, you know, their, their subordinates... Because they did nothing wrong. You're in a hotel. You're probably got to get rid of that guy. You got to get rid. You got to put him down the garbage chute. You know what I mean? He was making a point. It's Mm. it's like yelling. Oh, okay. Well, then that makes more sense. Okay, fine. (laughs) Yeah. Now that's that. All that makes sense. I did like how, as far as story wise, that it ties directly into four. When we talked about this, where it's like you, bloody that nuclear weapon hit the bloody monument or whatever. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how even Alec Baldwin says. I was at the CIA headquarters in Mission Impossible One, where you broke it and you bloody stole that oh, list that's right, yeah, uh-huh. with your shenanigans. Like I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the action sequences, though? Really good. Yeah, for the most part. Sure. We had the motor, the motorcycle chase that you see in the trailer. Yep. Spectacular, I thought. Let's 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 not say what what order they happen in. We'll yeah, okay, say sure. the we'll say the ones that appeared. Okay, the, sure. In the yeah. trailer, sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so that, that is a spectacular scene. It doesn't really come across in the trailer, but yeah. as it's happening, you really get a sense of the danger and the speed. Yeah, when his knee goes real close to the ground, yep. that uh-huh. makes me nervous. He's just <laughs> yeah. wearing jeans and, yes. and whatever. Uh-huh. Actually, there's a bit I want to say. Pirate shirt. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't a pirate shirt. Yeah. Uh, there's also obviously the plane bit at the start, uh-huh. uh, which do you think was the high point in terms of action? Uh, in terms of spectacle, obviously. Yes. Like there's nothing he does that's bigger I than that. I think the motorcycle scene... Action-wise, it's better. Yeah, oh, definitely. Because yeah. mm-hmm. De- there's not there's nothing to that plane thing. He just got... I mean, obviously, there's a lot to it, but it's one kind of shot, and then he, he's on yes. the plane, and then he's in the plane. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, there's also the... There's a car chase, mm-hmm. and there's also the, the heist. Oh, uh-huh, sure. Now, the heists are a big part of these movies. Yes. Some of them. Mm-hmm. Did two have a heist? I did. He went through a, lo- a louver and whatever. Yeah, it was essentially the heist for Mission Impossible 1 again. But bigger. Slightly bigger, and then there was a shootout. A two-handed slow-motion twirl-in-the-air shootout. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of the heist, though? Disappointing. Fair. Disappointing and felt too surreal and CGI-esque. I found... I thought the same. Because a lot of it's underwater, and you do see this in the trailer. Yeah. And it's it does feel... It does look... He looks CGI. It all looks... Like not, it's, there's a lot it's of moving parts room. that are CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah I completely yeah. agree. Uh-huh. Yeah, 
I mean, it it they clear it was a, it was a scene that clearly defined the danger. Yeah, like we know, okay, you've got to do this and this, yeah. and you've got this amount of time because yeah. of these reasons. Yep, and so you knew the stakes, but at the same time. He's not really underwater. No. Or he might be, but he doesn't look no, like he he's is, underwater. But, but there's parts where he doesn't, where right, he doesn't, right. obviously. There's also a CGI car flip in this, right. which looked really CGI. Yes. Remember that? You kind of see it in the trailer where Sim and Simon Pegg go up and a thing. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. And that, that was looked a bit... Yeah. And I feel that a lot of... For me, a lot of the, the appeal of the Mission Impossible movies is you ask Tom Cruise to do something insane and he'll do it. Yeah. And I think maybe they're like, okay, for insurance reasons, we can't... Drown Tom. We can't Cruise. drown Tom Cruise. Boo. But he was probably bang up for it. So yes. just let him let him do that. Let him drown himself. Yeah. Put a little scuba thing under the water, and yep. then he can you know scuba up. Scuba up. Yeah, I agree. Like a champion. Yeah, I agree. But also at the same time, that was really CGI and all that. Yep. That is true. But that was still a very tense scene. Mm. I've got a letter about that scene later, which I'll okay, save great. for spoilers. Excellent. So we can maybe talk about it then. I guess that's before we get to spoil spoilers. Is there anything else you want to say? I thought the pacing was way off. Too long? Too long meandering. Yep. Very meandering. I thought that... You ever watch like a superhero movie and you're like... Yeah, I've, I've he, watched some Yeah, you've watched some, but you're like, has he forgotten the powers that he has? Why can't <laughs> he just use some of those? I feel that there's, there was a lot of scenes where... Could he used a mask could, or two? Could he used a mask? <laughs> could, he used a, could he used the classic uh, glasses with a video camera? And it would have yep. solved a lot of problems. If you've got the technology... This is a world where, you know, they're, they're not... That didn't ever occur to me. You're absolutely right. There's yeah. there's a number of scenes in the movie where if they had even a fraction of the technology they had in mm. one... Because he's trying to prove that this is real. Yeah, we'll get to it real. in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Absolutely uh-huh. right. Well, I'm going to say best movie ever. Yep. I think it's probably... I think it's on par with four. Mm-hmm. Actually, maybe I enjoyed four a little bit better. I enjoyed them both for different reasons. Right. I still think... Th- one and four are probably still the best, maybe. I don't know. What do you reckon? Here's my definitive ranking yeah. for the Mission Impossible movies. Four is at one. Yeah. One is at two. Three is... Wait. Five is at three. Yeah. Three is at four. Two is at five. God, that's, that's, that's tough. But it's, it's right. <laughs> yeah. I think you'll find. No, I mean, it's tough. It also but... works the other way around. <laughs> I just mean it's tough to put in my mind sure. what you just said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair. Mm. Yeah. But again, yeah, I I was expecting. I think that four raised the bar for me personally. Yeah, and I was hoping for more bar raising. Yeah, more bar raising, and I don't know. I I, I felt the pacing was off. I yep. felt a little, little bit flat. Yep. Um. Didn't love the villain. He was, you know, he was. He's a okay. he's a creepy man. See, I and thought. I fe- also, the fourth, I f- four, the fourth villain was weak. This guy was much better. Okay. I thought, yeah. Uh, and also, I didn't. There was a lot of there was a few anonymous henchmen that I thought would have. Yep. How can I put this without... Oh, you know what? Without spoiling it, there's a scene in the trailer yeah. where Tom Cruise, uh, he's been captured yep. and they're, you know, they're, they're going to beat him up and torture him or whatever and Ilsa Faust helps, you know, th- deals the first blowout and then, yeah. you know, they, they re- sort of rescue each other in a kind of way. He does some shirtless... He does some shirtless fighting about. and he's like, who are you? What's going on? Kind of thing, yeah. right? He's in that scene, he's about to be tortured by... Like a heavy called the Bone Doctor. Yeah. And in that scene, he knocks him out with one kick. Yeah. Like he kicks him and the guy falls over and hits his head on a pipe. Yeah. And he's out. Yeah. And he's supposed to be the main antagonist through the movie. Like he's sure. the main heavy. But he's got knocked out on a pipe. 
Uh, yeah, you're I didn't right. Feel, I didn't, he was, he's supposed to be the most threatening, you know, henchman, but I'm like, who cares? You, there's there's an explanation for why they did that. It doesn't make sense. Okay, we'll go spoilers from now. Okay, cool. We're gonna say you're gonna say best movie ever. I'm gonna say best movie ever. Yeah, I'd say if you liked four, you'll probably like this one. Yeah, look, it I can't, it has to. Be, it can't. It's not the worst movie ever. That's Mission Impossible two. So I guess <laughs> by default, it has to be the best movie ever. But yeah. I have my reservations. Sure, fair enough. Uh-huh. That's absolutely spoilers. Spoilers. Remember that bit when? <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he had to be knocked out because they wanted that henchman to live on to not do that much. Yeah, sure. But if he was knocked out, then Ilsa Faust could have stayed on the team, the syndicate. Right, sure, yeah. That's why it was done. Because it everybody else was sense. killed. Everyone right. else was killed. they yeah. literally killed everybody else in that scene. And it had a thing that you hate. Oh, no, it wasn't. I was going to say there was a neck snap with no break. No, but she, that's she doesn't. Yeah, I was like, oh, that thing happened, but no, you're right. No, I thought it was going to yeah. happen, but no. Yeah. With the heist. Yes. Got a letter here. Uh, during the un- great underwater sequence, why did Benji have to go to the go in at the exact same time? Could they not have just done the underwater stuff and then he could have just gone in the next day or something? Correct. I guess this way to to an increased tension over Benji's life, despite the fact it wasn't necessary. Yeah, mm. it's all a good point. Yep. So if you haven't seen it, and you're still listening. Tom Cruise needs to change. Bloody get no, bloody get out of here. <laughs> yeah, Watch yeah. it. Not welcome. What the hell? Uh, yeah, Tom Cruise has to change like a disc in the underwater computer right and to put in benji's profile otherwise when he walks through uh to get into the compound he'll, he'll be tasered be killed and killed, killed etc yeah. shot in the balls and whatever yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. yeah so yeah that makes perfect sense maybe they were pressed for time maybe he could have waited 10 minutes could have waited exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah um didn't occur to me and also how do the guards change those cards who changes the cards normally like if you get a new employee who volunteers to dive into the underwater oh, computer right. system Maybe they turn off the bloody security. <laughs> sure, huh? But then they could have probably turned off the security. Yeah, again, it is a case of... They just want to get Tom Cruise in a weird room. Yeah, it's a, it's a case of, you know, of the video game logic of, well, you have to go into this, you know, this enemy headquarters filled with traps and bad guys and flamethrowers in the roof or whatever. How do the employees yeah. go to work, in the you know, just in the daytime? They clock in and they leap over the... Burning how does, spikes. How does the Goomba get past the pipe? With Precisely. The, <laughs> with the bloody yeah. fire-breathing little plant in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fair point. Mm. Um, you know what I, bit I thought was funny and people laughed? I'm ready. It guts to six months ahead after Tom Cruise has gone rogue. Oh, that's right. And he's got a beard and he's doing yes, like, push-ups. <laughs> that was, a, that was a, a good laugh in the cinema where they're like, we'll have him within 24 hours and it cuts to six months yeah. later and he's still on the run. Yeah. yeah. And he did have a weird... That's... Was it was it a real beard? I doubt it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay. I uh, Tom Cruise. I thought he would have. If Tom Cruise wanted a fake Ethan Hunt on the run for six months beard, I feel it would have been a lot better than that. No, sorry. It's a it's a mo- it's a fake beard they put on Tom Cruise. No, I'm aware. Yes. <laughs> but that's what I thought you meant. I thought did Tom Cruise really grow that's a beard? That's what I'm saying. No, he didn't really. I mean in. <laughs> I don't think, I think Ethan Hunt. <laughs> Why are we arguing about this? Okay, I think Ethan Hunt really grew a beard. Yeah, no, absolutely he did, yes. But Tom Cruise in real life did not right. grow a beard. That's I feel what like, I'm saying. I feel that looked like a solid real life beard. No, well, like the Rock. Un, un Hollywood groomed beard. I'll give you an example. The Rock's beard in Hercules was a fake beard. Okay, sure. So, you know, hmm. beard technology's <laughs> come a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Your bloody beard does off, mate. Oh, man. <laughs> That's all right. You know what bit I didn't like, actually? I'm ready. When Tom Cruise bloody stacked it off that bike. Yes, and then he got up almost immediately. God, that, every, just all his skin would have come, come off. off. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought that was bullshit. Absolutely. That was yeah. the only bit, which is ridiculous. 
I mean, I was fine with the bit where he came back to life and then, sure, yeah. and then got in a car chase. Mm-hmm. But that was the bit. Did you like that bit? Because I know you're a big fan of when somebody is shocked by a defibrillator. It crossed for my no mind. For no reason. It crossed my mind. Even though, like... as you've pointed out multiple times, <laughs> uh, if you put a defibrillator on somebody who's not in cardiac arrest, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Yeah, I was okay with it. It's, sure. it's, it's what it is. It uh-huh. is what it is. It works within the logic of the Mission Impossible universe. Sure, yeah. <laughs> they, they're nothing. If, it'd be weird if they, if they were like, that's not how defibrillators work. <laughs> like, I would have been like, that's not how these movies no, that work. would have been great. What if, what if you, you know, uh, Simon Pegg's standing there and he's like, we've got to go, Ethan, or whatever, and then he just hears a really loud click behind him and he yeah. turns around and Ilse Faust is just there <laughs> holding two defibrillator paddles and he's like, it's not how it works. <laughs> and she just punches his face. Punches his bloody face. Mm. You know, I thought there was a lot of, lot of good laughs coming out of that scene where Tom Cruise comes back from the dead. Uh-huh. And then he gets in the car chase and he's kind of stumbling about and his memory's kind of in and out. Uh-huh. I thought Tom Cruise isn't a funny person. Sure. I think his role in Tropic Thunder is way overrated. Uh-huh. Just screaming swear words yeah. and you're in a fat suit doesn't make you funny. I'm sorry. Is that just me? Um, did you find that? I think the Grown Ups franchise would beg to differ, but <laughs> it's fine. I don't think there's any fat suits in that. Oh, no, there is if Adam yes, Sandler's his sister or whatever. I think <laughs> sure, that's a different yeah. movie. That's Jack and Jill, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. So I thought that was quite and funny. And he did a, quite a, a solid pratfall sliding across yeah, the hood of the car. Yeah, then, I thought yeah. that was quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you like the comedy in this? Like there was a bit of, a bit of laughs to be had? Yeah, but I don't know if they were always going for the joke necessarily. Like I said Obviously before, the Simon Pegg stuff is... Yeah. Uh-huh. And, all, and all that. And, and some... they threw a mask in in that scene. Yeah. Is that the only mask in the movie? No, he had one at the end. I did too. That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so what did you think of the Brit? So the so basically the British government set up the syndicate, right, for to be an independent agency to do all the covert stuff that the government didn't want to know about, and, yep, uh-huh. and and whatever. Uh-huh. And but the British then denied doing it, or one guy in particular. So that and the the prime minister said, "Don't set this up. Don't bloody do it. I'm uh-huh. against it." Yeah, that's but right. But they did it anyway. Yeah, I and mean, then they didn't tell the American government because they didn't want to take responsibility because this bloody syndicate has gone rogue. Yep, immediately. Uh huh. Which is what happens. Yes. They should know that. Well, this is the earliest going rogue, I think, in a Mission Impossible movie. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise goes rogue within five minutes? Oh, probably? like straight up. Straight up, it? yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. he does go rogue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's record rogan. Yeah. But, uh... That's... You, you mentioned the, the um, you know, the scene where it's all revealed. Yeah. And you... I forgot about the mask until that last second. Yeah. But I remember in that scene... Yeah. I remember thinking... Tom Cruise could be literally anyone in this scene <laughs> wearing a mask. He could have been Alec Baldwin. Yeah, he could he have could been. been Jeremy Renner. He could have been the British Prime Minister. He could have been the MI6 director or whatever. Could have been any single one of those people. And he could have ripped the mask off and been, I bloody got all of you. I remember th- very distinctly thinking, which one's he going to be? Which it's going to be one, one of them. One yeah. of them, yeah. Uh-huh. That's, yeah, yeah, that's funny. But again, there's, there's a... I found it very like we were talking about pre-spoilers. Yeah. In Mission Impossible One. Yeah. Tom Cruise puts on the video glasses. Yeah. And then the the IMF handler sees that it's Jim Phelps who's yeah. the bad guy. Where did that technology go? We haven't seen it since. You're right. But it's now it's contact lenses. Oh, it can, is too. What am I saying? Yeah. There's a scene where Ilsa Faust goes to her MI6 handler and is like. I've got to get out of the syndicate, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, I'll just say you've gone rogue and blah, blah, and yeah. whatever. Where's a bloody contact lens? Yeah. Put one in, yeah. you've solved your problem. Yeah. You could have done it months ago. Ethan Hunt could have done it when he got gassed. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He could have, exactly. 
I mean, he's probably doesn't got them in all the time, but if I was him, I'd have them in all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just, just sink into my phone just the whole time. Or just get your phone out and take a photo of him. <laughs> he would have, he would have run away. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a, that's a weird, some of that I can't get past. Like, see, but the, everybody's got a phone all the time. I agree. But look, I'll put this to you. Yeah. This is, not as dumb as the Fast and Furious movies. Yep. But would you say, but this should be smarter? Like, you can probably forgive more in Fast and Furious because it's intentionally dumber. Right, I yeah. assume it's intentional. Yeah, 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 sure. If it's not, I don't know uh-huh. how they've done that. Sure. <laughs> but... I feel these movies, you shouldn't be able to go out of them or even during... I feel there should be enough fake logic, at least, yeah. that within the duration of the movie, you don't question yeah. any holes in it. Yeah, that's fair. And in this, I question, I'm like, why doesn't it... Just take a Which video. Which one is Tom Cruise? Have somebody else with you. Take just slip a guy five bucks and have him film the the MI six handler and then give you the footage or email yep. it or whatever. Like, and well, then just send it to to the CIA. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's bloody S- silly. Send it to bloody Baldwin. Mm. He'd want to know, wouldn't he? Yeah, I did like the idea of this syndicate though. In terms of there are a whole lot of. Agents presumed dead or missing yep. who have just joined up with this crew. Uh-huh. I like that, but I think you're right. They didn't really show in any way that they had those skills. Yeah, I mean, we have a brief scene. We have the scene in the opera. Mm. That was, that was, I think that was my favourite action scene, actually. Yeah, okay, that was the pretty opera. good. Yeah. Uh, we, and then we had... And it was just like... It was Ilsa Faust and two real burly guys yeah. with guns. Yeah. Like, where's the... That was the first time I've seen in a movie, and maybe it's not actually, where they acknowledge Tom Cruise's height. Where right. he's fighting a, a guy, or he's about to fight a guy on top of an opera thing, yep. and he's in the rafters, and the guy stands up, and he's like a foot taller than Tom Cruise. Uh-huh, yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah, that's that's absolutely yeah. right. It's all camera tricks to be like, oh, they're probably about the same. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So that was cool. But yeah, no, I wanted, and again, this is probably not for everybody, and what I want I, I can't always have what I want, but I want to. Where's the reverse Simon Pegg? Where's the reverse Ving Rhames? You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Maybe they could have got the team from Enemy of the State, like your Jack Blacks, your <laughs> Seth Greens. Oh yes, who, absolutely. Who else was in that? Maybe Giovanni Ribisi. I don't remember. <laughs> he was in. You're thinking of the Mod Squad. Was I? Yeah. Was that a movie? You're as always well? thinking of the Mod was Squad. Was that a movie? Yeah. Claire what? Danes was in it. Probably. Oh, shit. I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Based on the TV series. Yeah. Oh, there you go. How come they haven't getting they haven't getting got five movies like Mission Impossible? It's a really good question. Yeah. Uh did you like how the British government were behind everything? I mean, they ultimately weren't behind everything. Well, one guy was. One guy was. It was weirdly apologist for governments, I thought. <laughs> like, I thought it was very like given that, you know, the American government and the British government and our government are just doing bad things all the time. Sure. I thought it was very weird for the British Prime Minister to be like I told you to stop doing those things. Like, well, yeah, you're right. Wishful thinking, huh? <laughs> it's a movie. Like, what, yeah, but I mean, I, why even, why even bring the prime minister in? I think, you know. Yeah, good point. You could have made it the, I don't know, a different the secretary politi- of the something something. Yeah, whatever. Some British dude in a weird British wig Thank from you. the House of Commons, yes. which is possibly a thing. <laughs> a judge from the House of Commons. <laughs> yes. Rumpole the Bailey. Rumpole of the Bailey could have been in there. <laughs> Did you like the twist ending though, where Tom Cruise had the mask and he tricked the bad guy to reveal that he'd had the syndicate and Alec Baldwin was there and all that? All that. No, it was real dumb. Really? I found it was real. D- yeah, 
And that so you do you genuinely think that speech that Alec Baldwin gives to the British Prime was Minister was intended to be serious? Where yes. it's like he's Tom Cruise, he's not Tom Cruise, whatever. He's destiny. He's, he's destiny's a force of nature. You can't stop him. He's yeah. everywhere and nowhere. And yeah, yeah. I thought that was intended to be serious. Wow. And yeah, and it was also yeah no, and, and I didn't like the weird sodium pentothal reveal where everybody got shot with truth darts or whatever it was. <laughs> okay, didn't like that. What did um? I'm trying to think. What was the final? So, what about the end? How he caught the syndicate and put him in a box and pushed the box over. That was very Fantastic Four because <laughs> they all combined <laughs> they all, their powers. They you all know got what together. I mean? Yeah, and they all stood at one side of the box and they're like, "We got you for freedom and for justice and for love and for friendship." Mission Impossible accomplished. <laughs> yeah, didn't like that. No, see, I was cool with that. Yeah, bloody bet you were. Yeah. You didn't need to push that box over, though. No. Do you think... Uh, also, if you push the boss box over, the gas would come out from the bottom. That's a good point. Yep. Maybe they had a little plug that they put in. Probably, yeah. <laughs> also, I didn't like the part where Ethan Hunt memorised hundreds of money routing numbers. See, that's the thing, though. I don't know if he did. He just remembered the one. Yeah. Okay, that, that makes I more mean, sense. But also, that's the thing about that character. Yeah. Maybe he can do that. Right. <laughs> like, I don't... You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel they keep he keeps wavering between being kind of a regular guy who's pushed to the limits and just a guy who can do anything. Yeah. I don't know. I want the I want more of a uh John McClane than a than a John McClane isn't a, even John McClane anymore. Yeah, that's true. I want an 80s John McClane and uh, um, Mission Impossible 2 Ethan Hunt. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yes. Uh, I'm trying to think. Did Also, I cannot believe they fell for the old we got it. The, the the box is in the secret thing. We better get it out. And then they went and they got it out. And it was like, it was always the syndicate's plan for us to get the box out yeah. of the thing because they couldn't do it. There should be some, if they're an anti-IMF, they should have a team that should be able to go in and get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They could have just had like, just probably paid off like three guys. I don't know. And the thing, the red box can only be opened by the prime minister. And they've got us, they're black. So we're going to kidnap, steal the prime minister. <laughs> Did you think Ethan Hunt could have been the Prime Minister? Yes. <laughs> Did you say that before? Yes. Him specifically? Could, could have been literally anyone in that room. I thought that would have been great. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of knew that was coming because we had I think it would have seen... been good. Ha- hear me out. Yeah. What it? Because you know, uh, uh, the only example I can think of is Wolverine Origins. Yeah. Where at the end, like the post-credit sequence, it's a random one depending on which cinema you went sure. into. I would have loved a multiple versions of Mission Impossible Five. You get a random one depending on which cinema and. It's a random person in that room who pulls off their mask Great. and it's Tom Cruise. And then you just... What if there were two Tom Cruises? Now, that'd <laughs> like be crazy. <laughs> Maybe um, one cinema in a thousand. It's t- everybody it's takes... Two, the- it, no, it's all Tom Cruise. All Tom Cruise. Yeah. It's all on... It's one or all of them. Yeah. All right? Actually, I was speaking to Macy. You mentioned this last week. You know Macy. Yeah, friend, friend Macy. Yeah. Yeah. She was saying how I remember Mission Impossible 2. I was actually, first of all, I was taking her through the Mission Impossible hairs and making her choose. For sure, yeah. Which is, uh-huh. But anyway, I go. Wait, which one did she like the best? She hated two, but she loved three because it was more, wasn't as nonsense. No, that makes sense, yeah. Because she said, two's too nonsense for a spy. That's around. what I said. It's yeah. too flouncy. You're right. You're right. Yeah, right. And she said five's like a weird bowl cut. Okay, fine. Which we will talk about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, she also said she remembers a scene, like you said, in Mission Impossible 2, where he pulls off two masks. Right. So you're not the only one who has that memory of a thing that didn't well, happen. Well, I spoke to somebody I ran into at this at the screening afterwards. I ran into somebody I knew and yeah. we had that conversation. And they also said, I remember <laughs> that time he pulled off the two masks. And I'm like, 
you think that's what happened and that's what I thought as well, but it's actually a sequence where the bad guy is wearing a Tom Cruise mask and Tom Cruise is wearing a bad guy's mask. They're in separate locations and they both pull their masks off at the same time. I understand why you're confused. Yes. Mm. Great. Yep. Do you think there was enough masks though? No. More masks. Uh, I think the novelty of... Yeah, the, the, yeah, the novelty of the masks as well. No, but off. the novelty of four was that there was no mask. So yeah. I'm like, well, now's the time to bring back the mask. Yeah, oh, I see. Now's yeah. the time, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they kind of had a, a weird kind of what-if scenario where Simon Pegg's wearing a mask. Yes, they did, yeah. That was okay, That was kind of fun, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I like their new mask building technology as well. It's like a 3D printer. Yeah, mm. which makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, hair. we got to rate hair, as okay, we always sure. do. Yep. I think it's one of his weaker hairs. Yeah, me too, yeah. Yeah. I feel four was the pinnacle. I think it's gotten a little too. I think in going rogue so early this time, <laughs> and the, he went rogue for so long, like he was six months of going rogue. Yeah, I feel that his hair went a little too wild and woolly. I feel like his hair was the same before he went rogue and after. Like it was the same. Yeah, cut. no, that's fair. Yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying is, if he didn't go rogue, he would have reconsidered his hair oh, okay. at the start of the movie, and he would have gotten a slight trim. Sure. To go back to four, I feel is is. To feel like premium hair, but I think I think the five hair was approaching two, and that's too far. <laughs> but you said five. No, you said four was your favorite. Four was the best hair. But yeah. four's as close to two as you're gonna get, mate. But that's what I'm saying. It isn't though. <laughs> what? It's close, but it's there's a threshold. You cross that threshold, it's silly. Yeah. This hair was not. This was the. This was four was great. Tom Cruise hair. It's at the. It's at the limits. I think it's at the bloody red line of Tom Cruise hair. You know what I mean? I think three. Realistically, yep. is the most practical and suited to yep. a person of his Absolutely, position. Absolutely, yeah. I'm not saying it's the best. Yeah, it's not my personal favorite. That is two, right? <laughs> Fine, because it's like, yeah, I don't know. His hair looks like eight birds in two. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that's go. yeah. Look, you're right. Three is the most practical hair because well, I guess one is, but yeah. it's not versatile, is it? No, and when one... He looks like an army guy. Yeah, exactly. One, and you don't want that because you you're want, a exactly. bloody spy. Yeah, so you want to be. When you when your son's wig, you yeah. want to just have some cool hair. Yeah. So three is the most practical, and it's short enough that he could put a hairnet over it and then put a wig, <laughs> yeah. wear a mask. You're it's right. not flopping in his face. It's not flopping in his face. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What do you, What do you think he's going to go next? I think he's going to go short again. Crew cut. Tom Crew cut. Yeah. I reckon maybe in the next one they'll throw him in prison at the start, and he'll have. He's already. Head. He's already had been in prison. Yeah, but a worse prison where they shave oh. your head. <laughs> That is the worst kind yeah, of prison. Yeah, I know. They, he won't shave his head. No, you're right. His worst hair in real life is his Valkyrie hair. That was real bowl cutty. I don't know if you remember. Oh, that. yeah, it was too, yeah. Yeah, mm. not good. <laughs> mm. Well, that was hair talk. <laughs> I can't... Okay. At the end of the day, do you want to see another one of these? Yes. I want to see a different director again. I like how they keep switching it up. Right, okay. I think the director did a good job, and I think it's a solid continuation from four... But give it to somebody else now. Brad Bird again. Mm, maybe. I think Brad Bird will do one. Yeah. I agree, but I, I I like the idea of giving it to somebody new to seeing what somebody else does. I don't want to fall into the same thing again and again. Okay. Where there's like a big thing and then... Okay, well, since we're Hollywood bigwigs, how about we give it to somebody new next? Yep. And then Brad Bird gets another shot. Fine. And then Tom Cruise gets to direct. No. <laughs> okay, fine. Great. Sorted. You reckon they'll get to seven? They probably will. Yeah. Even if the next one tanks, they'll go, well, we'll do one more. One more just to try. Well, Faust and Furious, they got to seven. They did. I reckon we'll get seven out of this. All right. Mm -hmm. And that's great, right? Yeah. Yeah. That'll do it. And of course, in this one, they've they've rebuilt the IMF. Yes. We close it out Skyfall style Mm. where 
Alec Baldwin's now the new secretary of the IMF. Yes. And then et cetera, et cetera. And happy with everybody, that? Everybody's back on the team. Yes, I am. Yes. Do you think he'll go rogue again in the next one? I don't think he no, can. No, I don't think he can. No, I don't think he will. Yeah. Yeah. I he's, mean, somebody might think he's going to go rogue. Sure, I don't doubt that. Because everybody in the world only has two switches. <laughs> one is which, one of which is I think he's going to go rogue. Yeah, but I think I think we're going to have we're going to have a great some some great Alec Baldwin scenes yes. where he's like he's in the chewing out Tom Cruise. He's chewing out Tom Cruise, or they're going on a mission and he's watching on a screen and he's like, ah, we're blowing out the budgets. Yeah, you've you know because he's there because he wants to keep proper tabs on him. He's yeah, like, yeah. you go, you you. You're jumping off too many buildings. Don't go. Don't leap on the ledge. Oh, he's gone on the ledge. There's going to be a bit of that. That would be great. I think that'd be great. I think there's going to be a scene where Alec Baldwin has to go out in the field. Yes. He doesn't want to, but he's like, he, he's, you know, Tom Cruise is in a bit of trouble. And then Alec Baldwin looks over and there's the mask making machine. And he's like, oh no, it's only programmed for <laughs> posh lady. And he has to dress as a posh lady. How good would that be? I want to see where Alec Baldwin's chewing out Tom Cruise. Yes. And Alec Baldwin takes off his mask and he's Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise <laughs> takes off his mask and he's Billy Baldwin. Great. <laughs> what about that? Oh, that'll be very good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. You know what it's time for? Oh, what's it time for? What we reading? Oh, what we gonna read? I'm doing a thing. Tell me what you're going to read, because I completely forgot we did this segment. So. Okay, sure. Yeah. Well, I'm going to start with... Oh, actually, no, I remembered. Um, Wet Hot American Summer, First Day at Camp is on Oh, Netflix you watched right it all, now. did you? I watched the first episode, and I enjoyed it a lot. I Were you a fan of the original? Yes. Did you see it when it came out? Uh, like a year later, I think. See, I watched it... I've only, I only watched it about two years ago, uh-huh. and it's solid, but I'm like, this ain't great. Right, fair enough. I think there's a lot of nostalgia. I think if I'd have seen it in 2001, is that when it came yeah, out? Like I would that, have yeah. loved it. Uh-huh. But I was like, this is pretty good. I like a lot of the people in this, and I like yeah. a lot, but not all these stories land. Right, okay. And yeah. who's the lead guy in it? Uh, well, uh, there's a lot of... I know there's a lot of, like... Different characters and whatever. There isn't really a lead yet. This is much more ensemble. No, no, I'm talking the movie. Oh, I can't remember. Because it's not the most famous guy. Is it's it Michael not... Showalter? Might I think be, it is. Yeah. He's gotten a lot bigger. Okay, sure. Is it, I, it... I'm very much enjoying that this is set a year after. Isn't, so, it, isn't it day one? Uh, it's first day of camp the next year. Oh, okay. So, it's, so they're all 16 or 17 yeah. now. Uh, but they're all in their late thirties and forties. <laughs> so I think this sort of this harkens back, which is your favourite thing to do, which is harken back <laughs> like a dickhead, like a dickhead to those teen movies where everybody's clearly in their thirties and yeah, playing yeah, teens, yeah. and it, I think it works really well. So, would you say do you need to watch the movie to appreciate it? No. All right, yeah, because I'm actually really looking forward to it. Because yeah. it's what an amazing cast. Yeah, right? and there's some new there's new people in it. Yeah, we've got Bradley Cooper's in it. We got. Most of the cast of Mad Men, for some reason, John Hamm is in it, and John Slattery, and um, ah, bloody, the guy who plays Pete, Rich Summer. Is that his name? No. Which, which guy, been, who does Rich Summer play? He's kind of a big guy with a potato head. Mm, real charming. I can't remember. No, yeah. it's all right. Great. Awesome. He, loves, he loves board games in real life. There's a fact for you. I don't like board games. Wow. In your face. Wow. <laughs> great. That sounds great. I'm gonna and yeah, everybody's yeah. Everybody's, again, looking a decade older for obvious reasons. Even Except, Paul Rudd? No, Paul Rudd's looking younger. I don't know how he did it. He's pretty great. Yeah. Well, I'm, um, I actually read Star Wars, the, 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 you know the Star Wars comic that's running? It's yes. number seven. Uh-huh. And what it is, instead of revealing if Han Solo has that's a... rich summer. 
Oh, of course I know him. He's great, yeah. actually. Yeah. He's a good dude. He leaves Mad Men, doesn't he, pretty early on? Yes. I can't remember. I haven't finished watching Mad Men yet. Anyway, Star Wars 7, instead of revealing who Han Solo's wife was, which is where the last one oh, yes. was hanging on, uh-huh. this one is a flashback where Luke is reading Obi-Wan's jur- journal when he was on Tatooine. Okay. And it's basically he goes on a little adventure and there's like a water shortage and Jabba the Hutt's gangsters are like, you know, holding people up and taking uh-huh. people's money and whatever. And he's kind of struggling with not stepping in anymore. Sure. And should he do any, Should he do something? But he's also got to protect Luke. Mm-hmm. But also, Owen doesn't want him around because right. of what happened to Anakin and uh-huh. whatever. I want to see more of that. Yes. But just it, whether it be an ongoing comic series or whether they do that movie they've been talking about uh-huh. or whether they do a Netflix series, yeah, yeah. which may be the best way to do that. Yeah, maybe. Feels yeah. a little old man Logan. It is he, a bit old man Logan. He can't step yeah. in. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot like that. Even though he could be chopping all kinds of limbs off. I don't even... Wolverine style. I don't even think... He uses a lightsaber in it. I'm fairly certain. Yawn. Boring. <laughs> but no, it's great. Also, I, I do want to watch Justice League Gods and Monsters, the animated movie. Yes. Which is apparently incredible. It's mm. a different take on the Justice League or the Trinity, as oh, it yes. were. Uh-huh. So Superman's not Superman and Batman's not Batman. Yeah, I watched the shorts. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, by all accounts, really amazing. Excellent. So let's check that out. Okay. Do you want me to read letters now? Yeah, letters. Do you have any letters themes for this week? Uh, give me a minute. I'll give you no minutes. But I... Ah. All right. While you're doing that, I'm going to ring my orthodontist. Okay. No, not really. All right. <laughs> I was going to say. I don't even have an orthodontist. Whoa. That's probably a rich person's dentist. Is that right? <laughs> Is that how they work? Yeah, they just give you gold teeth. You ever seen somebody who's got gold teeth? Great. Went to an orthodontist. Do you want me to read some Twitter while, while you're doing this? Yes. This is from Gabe. Your podcast and videos are so funny. and make me laugh every time. Keep up whatever the hell you're doing. We were in a blanket. I just watched MI2. For, this is from Nathan. I just watched MI2 for the first time, and wow, you really aren't kidding when you say there's a lot of masks in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, letters uh, from Cognidibnus. Mm-hmm. Uh, letters theme, Mission Impossible. Here Sight unseen. Let's give it a whirl. All right. What do you think it was? The plot? What do I think the plot was? Letters. <laughs> Spectacular. Spectacular. (laughs) He's bloody done it again, probably for the first time. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Just a quick shout out to Alex. I just read read your tweet. My brother won't stop saying the polka dot man in your accent. Please make him stop. It's getting really annoying. Did we at any point say the polka dot man? Isn't he some kind of villain? Some kind of Batman villain? Oh, the polka dot man. Polka. Polka dot man. I don't think I want to crush your brother's creative liberties, (laughs) quite frankly. <laughs> no, look. If you if it really bothers you, just throw him down a flight of stairs. It's fine. Oh, uh, for new listeners, um, James won't edit in a letters theme, so I get listeners <laughs> to send them in. Uh, if you have one for next week, yep. Um, you got to upload it to YouTube and uh, tweet. send me the tweet, tweet me the link at Wikipedia, and Brown. he'll play it through his phone. That's how it works. Are you got a request for next week? It is Fantastic Four week next week. Oh, it is Fantastic Four week. Um, I'll think about it. Okay, <laughs> okay I'm going to come back to this. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of, Juan has asked on Twitter, I wonder what you thought of the fan four stick review embargo. Bad idea or terrible idea? Here's an idea. Cancel the movie. Now, do you know about this? <laughs> I'm aware. So they, they, any, they, 
basically told all the media outlets you can't review. Yep. You can't release your review of Fantastic Four until the day before it comes out. I think so. In some cases, I think it's some, I think it's some cases the day of the day when I it think comes out, print yeah. media is day of. Right. And the yeah, and the other one is day before, like online is day before. That's troublesome. Well, that's never a good sign. That's never Look, happened. Yeah, I'm sure there are examples where that has been the case, and the movies turned out fine, or maybe even slightly better than fine. Can you give me one example? Well, no, of that? I can't. I'm saying no. I'm sure there are. Sure, right. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, but that, generally speaking, it is the kiss. Generally of death. speaking, it's the kiss of death. Look, I want to be like I've said this before. I, last week we talked about we couldn't get a, a read on it, how it's going to turn out. This is definitely that's that's a massive warning sign, and yeah. there has been warning signs, but we both kind of said benefit of the doubt. Let's see how this yeah. turns out. Also, we're contractually obligated because of the gypsy curse that makes us do this podcast, <laughs> so we have to we have to see it. So Correct. We've got no choice. Yeah, I don't know. Are you? Do you think this is? There's a chance that this could be good. Ah, uh, there's a chance that because like we we keep seeing mixed messages in the trailers yeah so maybe it's a bit muddled and they don't know how to sell it yep. and they think the reviewers won't know which way you know which okay. way it's going so they don't know you know they might be like well we'll just let the audience decide whether it's good or not yeah yeah so maybe 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 it's too comp- maybe it's too complicated for a regular superhero movie yep and they think that your standard issue superhero movie reviewer us won't know how to review it and they'll be like thumbs down when it might actually be have a bit of a little bit complicated. I have no vested interest in the Fantastic Four. No, neither do so I. So even if it was a complete retelling of the origin, they shook it up and I don't care. Yeah. Like if it's good, I'll I'll still enjoy it. Uh-huh. I hope it's good. I genuinely hope it's good. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah, because I like the cast. Mm-hmm. I like the director's first film. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, oh, uh, if you want to send me uh, a letters theme. Uh, in honor of Miles Teller, star of Fantastic Four, <laughs> just some sort of just some sort of weird weird brush drum solo. If you could do that, like That'd a twenty great. minute drum solo, yeah, that would be great. Can you put any J.K. Simmons at the end, like putting a stop? Oh, to sure, it? yeah, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, so you know, both of those things we'll talk, we'll see next week, yeah. won't we? Man, this is that's going to be a very interesting episode next week. Mm-hmm. Either way, <laughs> hey, Mr. Sunday, and the other less happy one. My name is James. Wait a second. <laughs> I'm more happy than you. Let's have a bloody happy off, mate. I'll kill you. <laughs> with happiness? No, with fists of punching. Oh, yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. My name is James. I'm a very lazy man from England, and consequently, I love your podcast and listen to it every week. I recently got into an argument with a friend about what is better, The Dark Knight or The Avengers. I claim The Dark Knight because I think it works on so many levels, even if you aren't that into comics. Whereas I feel that if you weren't into comics, you couldn't help but spend a lot of The Avengers asking yourself, why is Loki riding around on a golden jet ski? Am I supposed to forget that it's just that's clearly just Sam Jackson in an eye patch and things like that? Can you help settle this argument? Keep up the good work. That's a tough call. That is a tough call. They're um, completely different, obviously. Yeah, that's. I remember enjoying The Dark Knight more when I came out of that than. Interesting. And I enjoyed The Avengers a lot. Right. But I, I think I was more blown away by The Dark Knight. Okay. And Avengers, I was like, that was an awesome, fun time. Yeah. I think that's the difference for me. Yeah, I think they're different animals. I if I'm if I'm they're just movies. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Go well, on. We've been reviewing animals this whole time, I don't... <laughs> but I feel that if I, yeah, if I'm if I just want to have a fun movie time, just watch some fun action sequences, yeah. it'll probably be the Avengers. Sure. I don't know. I I think that the Dark Knight wouldn't hold up as well without Heath Ledger's performance. I'd agree. with I that. I think if you took that out, it would be it would seem a lot more average. You'd be like, 
Eckhart, what are you doing here? Yeah, exactly. Get it together. Why is there no primary villain in this? <laughs> yeah, who did this I mean, to you? Yeah, and I don't know, because Loki is very charming in that movie. Yeah. He's not super threatening, really. No. He's just a guy who's got his own ulterior motives, and the, the villains themselves are a bit... They're your, they're your standard issue weak Marvel villain. How about how about this? You had yeah. you've got four or five people around, and you decide to watch a movie, and they say, "Mason, you choose a movie," and you yeah. can't choose a new Fantastic Four movie. Ah, oh, but it's gonna be so good. Maybe, <laughs> probably not, though. What do you choose of those two? Yeah, and they're average friends. They're not like none of them are particularly massive movie or comic book fans. What do you choose? Ooh, that's tough. Yeah, because the Avengers that that is. I feel that's a very fun action movie. Yeah, great. But it does have a lot of. There's a lot of comic book stuff happening in that yeah, yeah. movie. But I don't think you're lost from it. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The answer, my answer would be Captain America: The Winter Soldier, but that's off the table. <laughs> so I think it's the Avengers. Okay. Yeah. See, I remember I was really excited a few years ago to show one of my mates the Dark Knight who hadn't seen it. Uh-huh. I'm like, you're gonna love this. Right. Just try, like it's gonna oh. be amazing. Um, in the Avengers, I'd be more like, this is a really fun movie. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, I couldn't say which is better. Maybe we should do an episode. You know, we do like a superhero versus episode. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should do people send in two movies and we pick which one's better. Yeah. And whether they're good, bad or whatever. Uh-huh. So you might pit, say, Mission Impossible 2 against Fast and Furious 2. Or yeah, okay, like sure. Yeah. What do you think of that? That sounds great. Anyway, no definitive answer. They're both pretty good. How about that? <laughs> sure, yeah. All right. Hey, um, uh, Nick and... Ba- oh, I- but what about that part where the Joker kills the guy with the pencil? That's amazing. Pretty great, right? Yeah. The boom. Yeah. What about the bit where Colson gets stabbed through the chest? Yeah, that was pretty fun as well. <laughs> Two good things. Yeah. Hey, uh, James and Nick, it's Barry, the official bloody baboon of the podcast. I remember hearing you talk. To I'm talk- on board with that. <laughs> you do. You do talk about True Detective and how you really enjoyed it. I was wondering if either of you have been keeping up with season two, episode seven and eight. Seven of eight is on next Sunday, and I've been liking it so far. A lot of people are saying it's not as good as season one, but I think it's unfair to compare the two as they're clearly different animals. They're actually not. They're television <laughs> shows. He said, Take my word for it. Brackets, they're actually shows, not Very animals. Very good. Wow, that's amazing. So, yeah, just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, on it. In particular, Vince Vaughn's performance, who has been quite polarizing. Uh, that's it. Thanks for making me laugh with your dumb antics every Monday. Keep it up. Barry, Dublin, Ireland. Barry, Dublin, dumb? Ireland. Are our antics dumb? We were quite highbrow. Oh, we're dumb. We're two dumb idiots. I just realised. Oh, we're so dumb. It hurts. Uh, I have, I'm uh, like five episodes into True Detective Season 2. Yep. I'm one behind whatever they're up to. Okay, right. Yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah. I know a lot of people do hate it. I think the if they do a Season 3, yeah. I think things will balance out. But I think what has happened here is because we've got we've got the first season of True Detective, we've got two very solid performances yep. in the leads, and there is more there's more devices happening. Mm. We've got the flashbacks yep. to the nineties, and then we've got the framing story where the characters are being interviewed, yep. and then we've got the sort of the weird pseudo mystical situation. Sure. And I think people went into the first the the new season expecting there to be like this more this this dark mythology around the characters again. Yeah. And I think they expected like another, you know, sort of narrative device. And in this they've gotten, I th- I think there's some solid, there's some co- solid characters, but it is much more of a straight ahead mm. police procedural kind of situation. I'd agree with that. And I, th- but I think the intensity is increasing as the, how far are you in? I'm one behind whatever they're up to. Okay. Right. Cool. Because I feel, cause you, do you remember, can we spoil season four ish? 
Probably season one. four. Uh, season, four. Uh, sorry, episode uh, season four. one. There's a big action thing. Yeah, in, in oh season one. Sorry, in season yeah. one, episode four, I feel uh, it also comes to a head. There's like yeah. a there's a extended action sequence. Yeah, that's all shot in one. Yeah. take and it's very intense. Yeah, and I feel I don't know I I felt the f- not a lot happened in season two. The first few episodes, not a lot happened. Yeah, um, it was more kind of there was more. There's, they're juggling more characters, certainly. Yeah, and I don't, and they don't all get as much screen yeah. time. I think that's an issue. But yeah, there's a really intense action sequence in episode four mm. of season two as well. Yeah, and it is like it is brutal. Yeah, it's good. And I think the and they really linger on it, don't they? Yeah, they, the, boy, <laughs> do they? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, but again, I think if we get to a season three, I, I, I think this True Detective is an anthology series about various. True detectives. About various true detectives, precisely. They're all very true. All vying to be the best true detective. The truest or detective, the mo- the truest, precise. Yes. Yeah. The truest blue detective. <laughs> and I don't know, I think, because there's a contrast here, I think people are like, well, it's not it's not season one again. But I think if we get to three, yeah. I think we'll be like, oh, it's it's just distinct detective stories. Yeah. And they're not all going to be the same. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. Are they going to get to season three? Who knows? I think so. Yeah. I think they'll do it. Right. Oh, look, I'm glad it's not the same thing. Right. I think they might lean... I think from some of the hints we've seen, I think this may happen more in the latest episode, which I haven't seen. They do hint more towards like cults and underground weirdness. Right. Well, Because there there's a, a little bit of that yeah, in there is a, three, episode three. Well, yeah, because Rachel McAdams' character, yeah, her father is the head of a, yeah. a sort of a wellness... yeah. Pseudo and there's something that cult. has gone on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I'm finding also with this season, you really got to watch closely. Yeah, because I'm like, I, what? Who's this? What? Like, there's I, a lot of land deals and a lot yeah. of money happening. And I'm doing a lot of lot of that. And like, because yeah. normally, like I've said this before, I'm normally doing something. I watch something, but this, you really got to watch it. And I yeah, really yeah. haven't been doing paying as much attention yeah, I think, as it should be. Yeah, there's more. There's more layers of politics in this season. Yeah, definitely. And I think if you're not paying attention, it's a sort of a case of, oh, they're just they're just interviewing a guy and interviewing another guy, and then everyone, Colin Farrell, yeah, he's having trouble with his kid or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, I think in this, the writing in this case is focused on these this layers of intrigue. So, yeah, yeah, give it a shot. I so I also find, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's a purposeful decision because they probably would have been filmed around the same time. Vince Vaughn's mobster character is very similar to the kingpin from daredevil yeah okay that's yeah. true yeah not as crazy and violent or whatever but uh-huh. there's a lot of like i had issues growing up and i've got some manga stuff yeah that's interesting isn't it under the surface is it yeah. more a case of just people in show you know the people in this crime genre are like let's humanize these I villains definitely more. that's what it's it just is. a trend of that yeah, i guess yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and that's i don't hate i like his performance i, I agree yeah. i didn't know it was an issue to be honest like, look because i haven't really been following it online with the yeah. reaction uh-huh but I, I, other than I know some people aren't wrapped with it. Right. But also at the same time, I haven't seen a Vince Vaughn movie in a very long time. Sure. So I think... You didn't watch the one where he worked at Google? No. <laughs> Google Buddies. Whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, you missed yeah. Google Buddies. Yeah, it was Google Buddies. Um, so I think a lot of people are coming off the back of a decade of Vince Vaughn just Crap. hamming it up on, yeah. on screen for a paycheck or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's colouring the... The same with Alec Baldwin and 10 Years of 30 Rock. Sure. Where people can't see him as a serious actor anymore because yeah. he's, he's been goofing around with a serious big. face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think people are like, oh, Vince Vaughn, he's just a goof and he's an idiot or whatever. Yeah. I think this performance is pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Look, I, also, when I watched the first season, I watched seven episodes in like a day or two days. Right. 
So I kind of got the flow of the story straight away. This I'm kind of like, I have to co- I come back to it and I'm like, who's this? What's happening or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'd say I'm probably not enjoying it as much as I enjoyed season one at the moment, but I'm still enjoying it more than I enjoy most TV shows. There you go. Yeah. And look, uh, the way the next three or four episodes or however many I've got left, will, you know, will determine whether this, who is the truest detective. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I know I don't normally do this. I'm doing four letters this week. Whoa. This is a short one. <laughs> it's just more a comment. Uh, oh, there's a question. Uh, oh, for those who want to send in an email, oh, yeah. it's um, weeklyplanetpod at gmail.com. Yeah. People miss that for some reason. I know. We should do that. <laughs> uh, De- uh, Declan says, on a scale of one to ten, how pissed off will you be if Ant-Man doesn't ride on one of Hawkeye's arrows in Civil War? Thanks in advance. Now that you put it in my head, pretty mad. Because <laughs> that's a classic move. It is. It's a, I mean, it's more a classic, it's very much a classic Green Arrow, the Atom move. Oh, yeah. So now that I think about it, Who I'm going to be really mad if that doesn't happen in an episode of Arrow. <laughs> way, way to go. You've made me potentially really angry about two things now. We'll just find out who gets it first. Yeah, we, we will. Absolutely. Oh, bloody hell. That'll be I think it'll be. I think it'll be Ant-Man, Hawkeye. Well, well, Arrow will come back towards the end of this year, as long with Legends of Tomorrow, yeah, which might, might be actually early next year. But I year. think they're going to split them up. I don't think the Adam's going to appear in Arrow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I'm ready to be really mad. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Why are you blowing my stack? All right. Thank you to the Brute and the Basilisk for the themes. Thank you, guys. We, I, we, I think we forgot to thank them the last few weeks. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Where can people find us? Uh, we're at Weekly Planet Pod on Gmail and Facebook. And Twitter, although we don't really use the Twitter so much. No, nope. but if you follow The Weekly Planet on Twitter... They have all the facts yeah, and all the good. stuff. Uh, I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies. We respond on those ones for the most part. No, sometimes. <laughs> yep. yeah. uh, weeklyplanetpod.bandcamp.com if you yep. want to listen to our commentaries. We yep. should do another one very soon. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, maybe this week. Who's got time? What are you... mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we'll make time. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, not only that, uh, patreon.com slash Mr. Sunday Movies yeah. if you want to support the show. Yeah, totally. You don't have to. You can support it with your ears and your listenings. <laughs> yes. You can support it by just not telling people that it's shit. <laughs> Keep <laughs> that to yourself. That is all we ask. <laughs> yeah. Next week. One well, day, because, mm. you know, all our listeners send in artwork and they send in uh, theme music and they send in all kinds of stuff. One day our listeners are going to realize that they're <laughs> more interesting and talented than us and then they're going to rise up and destroy us. Absolutely. Maybe that day will be today. Somebody said to you that I'll, I'll show you because you're sitting right here. Unfortunately, uh-huh. I can't show the listeners. Although I think this is on, somebody put this on the Weekly Planet Twitter page. Oh, yes. Or the, sorry, the good people, the good person who runs that. Check that out. Wow, that's good. Yeah. That is a bit of, that is Mr. Sunday Movies as Han Solo at the uh, at the Moss Eisley Cantina. That's a bloody that solid work. That's a sweet as goat. Who who is uh, Deviant Art Art User Dorsk One Eight Eight. Bloody love it. Yeah, it's really really good. It's solid work. Yeah. So that's on the Weekly Planet Twitter. I'm gonna put that on my wall. Yeah, nice. I think I might actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> I'd have to explain it though. You know what? I've had people people when people come around who don't know that I do this. Yeah. This is how the conversation goes. They come into the room and they're like, "Oh, do you play music?" No, I don't. I, I do a podcast. Oh, that's the end of the conversation because <laughs> people don't know yep. what that is. Or, or even like, oh, it's one of those dickheads who does a podcast to nobody. <laughs> sure. So, but we do it to some people, yeah, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, if you have an opinion on Fantastic Four, send it our way and I'll probably read out three or four um, for next week. Wow. Yeah. It's even be, five. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. Chances are good. Yeah. All right, everybody. Grab that gem, everybody. Where's my spaghetti? Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.